Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yo, yo, welcome to another post-game edition of the Forum Club. I am your co-host, Jovan Buha, Lakers beat writer for The Athletic. And tonight, the Lakers defeated the Chicago Bulls 117 to 115 to improve to 7 and 3, wrap up the first 10 games of the season, about a seventh of the way through. That, that's my brilliant math. Um, <laughs> story of tonight uh, well, the, the, a couple things. Uh, one, Anthony Davis missed the game uh, with a right adductor strain. Um, try to say that five times fast. Uh, and in his place, uh, Markeith Morris got the start. Uh, and then KCP was out again with his left ankle sprain. And uh, Wes Matthews got the start. So uh, right off the bat, some change with the starting group. Uh, you know, Markeith had not started yet. Uh, we had not seen Wes yet in the starting group. Um, and I thought it was interesting because, you know, Frank Vogel had said uh, multiple times, actually, that Kyle Kuzma is the replacement for LeBron or AD whenever those guys are out. And we actually just saw it, you know, recently that he's been starting with KCP out uh, alongside those guys and, and played, you know, fairly well in the, in the starting group or, um, you know, definitely better than he's played off of the bench. So for, for him to come off the bench, um, you know, I, I wondered, was this Frank trying to send some type of message, um, you know, because Kyle has been up and down to start the season. I, I think overall he's, he's been a positive, but um, if, if you just look at his, his shooting splits, um, you know, th- there has not been consistency after the, the first few games where he started off hot. Uh, but after the game, Frank said that, uh, it was more, you know, getting Wes and Markeith more involved, get, getting them more minutes. Um, he, he felt that both guys kind of got squeezed with the way the rotation is shaken out. Um, you know, Markeith has had, you know, I mean, remember he was a midseason addition, so he, he wasn't there for the first half of last year. But, you know, w- with the additions of Marcus Gasol, Montrezl Harrell, AD being AD, uh, Le- LeBron and, and Kuz getting some minutes at the four, uh, you know, Markeith has not gotten the consistency w- with his minutes that he probably would like. And then Wes Matthews is a guy who's started for a, a decade plus. And, and, you know, now he's coming off the bench because of KCP and, and, and Dennis. And, um, you know, so I, I think after Frank explained it, it, it made sense and I, it, it worked. Uh, you know, both guys played well. Uh, you know, Markeith had 11 points and six rebounds it was a plus 10. Uh, which was second best on the team behind Marcus Gasol. Wes Matthews got hot again, uh, scored 14 points, hit four threes, uh, had some good defense against Zach Levine, as good as it, it could be. Levine had 38 points on 14 of 22 shooting, uh, just obscenely hot, had 19 in the first quarter uh, alone. And it's amazing he didn't get 40, but um, you know that, that shows the adjustments that the Lakers made throughout the, the final three quarters, where, uh, you know, especially in that second quarter, trapping him instantly and getting the ball out of his hands. And um, he ended up scoring uh, at the end of the half. But 
you know, aside from that, uh, they, they locked him up in that quarter. Um, I, I think the other story of this game to me was uh, the defense is still an issue and an effort is still an issue. Um, you know, you, you kind of see it come and go. And, uh, you know, like looking at this game versus the San Antonio loss, like one, this could have easily been a loss. Um, you know, it, the, the Lakers, despite taking a, a late double digit lead, um, almost blew this one. And, you know, Zach Levine got a good look against Montrez Harrell, um, you know, drew him out, you know, ran pick and roll, got the switch from Trez. Uh, and, you know, to me, got, a, you know, a pretty decent look, uh, especially with the way he was cooking all night. Like, um, you know, I was honestly surprised that that shot didn't go in. Um, and I think, you know, the, the other thing is, is just that, you know, this team is much worse than the Spurs. Uh, so, you know, that kind of, to me, almost explains the difference. Now, that being said, you know, AD was out, KCP is still out. So the, the Lakers are missing two starters and not just a starter, but, you know, a superstar, their second best player uh, in AD and, and their best defender. And I, I think, um, you know, this this effort was better than the effort against the Spurs. So you don't want to necessarily, I, like, I think it, it was a bit of a bounce back effort, but it wasn't the resounding effort that, that you would have liked to have seen. Uh, so that, that would be my, my, my two things like, you know, Jared Dudley got his first rotation minutes of the season. Uh, he, he played seven minutes, didn't take a shot, only finished with one rebound, but he was a plus five. I, I thought defensively he, he competed. He, he talked. There was one instance in which he uh, drew a, a jump ball and, um, you know, it was just active. Uh, I, I thought Alex Caruso looked better uh, from, from the Spurs game. You know, he, he had said post game that he wasn't feeling you know, close to 100% and was still getting his conditioning, uh, you know, under him. And, and you know, to me, he, he looked better. Uh, THT continues to uh, be up and down. You know, defensively, he could be exploited a bit. Um, you know, offensively, still sometimes can struggle with his reads and, and kind of the timing. And you can tell he's still kind of learning and figuring things out on the fly. Uh, Montrezl Harrell had, had a, a bit of a bounce back game. You know, he, he had a few quiet games in a row. He finished with 17 points, 14 rebounds, uh, ended up closing the game and, and really taking advantage of Wendell Carter Jr. Um, and, and Daniel Gafford, uh, you know, taking those guys uh, in the post and, and facing them up. And uh, so, I mean, other than that, there's, there's not much to take away. Like, I think that this isn't the, this wasn't, you know, this wasn't the, the response I think Laker fans wanted. Um, this was another like, semi lackadaisical effort type game that uh, the Lakers basically won because they have LeBron James and uh, you know, they, they have more offensive firepower than, than the bulls. Um, you know, the, the bulls were really carried by Zach Levine and, and Wendell Carter and, and Kobe white. And um, even Thad young, like, you know, those four guys were the only guys to score in, in double figures for them and uh, really kind of carried the offense at, at different parts of the game where you know, the Lakers had more of a balanced attack uh, five guys in double figures. So uh, that will do it for the game analysis. Uh, I mean, again, looking at the box score, like 62 points in the paint for the Bulls is just too much. That That's just inexcusable. Uh, you know, they were living at the rim. And really, when you think about it, you know, 62 points in the paint. Okay, that's 31 field goals. They had 46 overall. They made 10 threes. So 
41 of their 46 uh, made field goals were either threes or shots in the paint. And that is just not good defense. Uh, you know, they only had uh, five mid-range field goals. Uh, whereas for the Lakers, 42 points in the paint, uh, including 12 threes. Uh, so 33 of their 41 made field goals were uh, in you know threes in, in, in the paint. So, uh, and then only seven fast break points for the Lakers. Like that's another thing, you know, they, they had eight against the Spurs, not really getting out in transition. Uh, that, that's an area where they, they really miss KCP. I think they miss AD. Um, so, you know, this team will we'll see on Sunday in Houston. Frank Vogel sounded optimistic that KCP will be back, but he had also said that for the Bulls game. So I, I don't know. Um, AD, it's not a serious thing. So he might be back as well. So, you know, Houston could be the first time that this team has been whole in a while. Um, so that, that's something to keep an eye on. But uh, I think that does it. Like th- there wasn't much else to take away from this game. Lakers got the win. That, that's really what matters. Uh, but let's hop into the Q&A section, the open forum. Uh, but before we do that, I, I wanted to read off a tweet that I had uh, about the Lakers through 10 games. So I, I like to think of things in, in certain segments. And for me, it's it's usually 10 game, uh, 10 game increments. Uh, I'm going to have a piece on Monday called State of the Lakers that I'm going to do every 10 games or so. It's, it's technically going to be after game 11, but, um, you know, bear with me because I'm not going to release it on, on a Saturday or Sunday. Uh, so waiting for Monday, but it'll be after the Houston game. Uh, so Lakers through 10 games, seven and three record, first in the West, second in the NBA. Uh, they have the third best offensive rating, seventh best defensive rating, uh, which leads to the second best net rating. Uh, third best net differential, and they are third in rebound percentage and sixth in true shooting percentage. So, I mean, just elite across the board. Uh, you know, again, uh, best record in the West, second best in the league, second best net rating, uh, top seven in both offense and, and defensive rating. Like, those are the markers you look at as, you know, a championship, you know, benchmark, a championship formula. Uh, the Lakers are right there. And I think if you surveyed most fans, uh, you know, they'd be disappointed in, in the Lakers effort uh, through these first 10 games. And, um, you know, I think what also has to be mentioned is AD's missed a couple games. You know, Alex Caruso missed five games. KCP has missed four games now. Um, like this team has not been fully healthy and they're still integrating, you know, Montrez Harrell, Marcus Gasol, Dennis Schroeder, you know, Wes Matthews, like, uh, LeBron even threw in THT as like a fifth new guy, basically, uh, in post game when asked kind of how, you know, he, LeBron said he thinks they're playing B, B plus basketball. I think most people on, on, you know, most of Lakers Twitter would, would probably disagree with that and say it's, it's you know, C, C plus basketball. But the fact that they have the best record in the West, second best in, in the league, second best in that rating, like, that to me just shows how good this team is. It shows why they are the prohibitive favorites to repeat. And the last part of the tweet was LeBron averaging uh, basically 25, 8, and 8, which is just absurd in, in year 18. I mean, call 25, 8, and 8 the LeBron because that's that's just what he does year in and year out. Uh, and then 80, 22, 9, and, and 3.5. 
you probably want to see AD get in more into the 24 to 25 point range off, uh, you know, with scoring. You probably want him to crack double digit rebounds, at least 10. Uh, and then 3.5 assists is good. You know, he, he was at four before his last couple of games. So I think that's, you know, he's grown as a playmaker. That, that's something to watch uh, with him. I think his, his three point shooting and his playmaking are the two areas that he's continued to improve in. And if he continues to improve in those and get to the level I think he can get to, you know, that's where he really becomes not only the best offensive big in, in the league and, and most complete offensive big in the league, but, you know, potentially the, the best just scorer period in the league and, and best, you know, most complete offensive player uh, because, you know, he, he already has pretty much every other offensive tool, his mid-range game, his post game, his face up, you know, obviously his, his finishing ability in, in the pick and roll at, at the lobs, like, He's got it all, um, and then now he's becoming a, a good three-point shooter and a pretty good passer. So, um, you know, really, and obviously a good ball handler. So, I mean, AD's got the complete package offensively, and people have thrown out shades of KD. You know, I, I kind of see some of that. Obviously not the same natural score, the same natural flow as KD, but not the same shooter. You know, th- there are some similarities in obviously body type, and, you know, with AD's mid-range shooting now, I, I think he, he's getting – closer to that level. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think through 10 games, it, it's hard to, uh, you know, ask for ask for more. I mean, this team probably should be 8-2 and two or 9-1, and one, but, um, you know, I, I think 7-3 and three and best in the West will do just fine through the first 10 games. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's get into the open forum uh, section. Let's go through a few questions here. From at its showtime Mimi, uh, Mimi. Uh, what is your closing lineup for the Lakers? This is a really good question. It's something I've thought about a lot. Um, I, you know, it, it's something that in my previous coverage I've been obsessed with because I think inevitably you're going to be in close games in the playoffs, you know, whether it's round one, you know, second round, conference finals, finals, um, and most likely multiple close games in a playoff series. And the closing lineup matters. You know, I, I think uh, it, it matters more than the starting lineup. Um, it, it matters more than most of the lineups during a game. And I, I know technically every lineup matters, every minute matters, every possession matters. But if you're in a close game with seven minutes left, like those final seven minutes are going to determine the game. You know, it's just basic, um, you know, how, how basketball works. So uh, to me, I mean, look, LeBron and AD are going to be out there no matter what. I think based on what we've seen so far through 10 games and the consistency and reliability of guys, I would probably say, I'm going to preface this with saying it depends 100% on the matchup and, you know, context within the game where, um, you know, like I think you're going to approach the Clippers one way and the Nuggets another way. Like it's just totally different personnel. Um, you know, the the Nuggets are going to run a lot of two-man game with Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic. Their strengths are at point guard and center. 
for the Clippers, it's it's going to be a lot of Kawhi and PG, and, and their strengths are on the wings. So I think you're going to approach those two teams in a totally different way. Uh, but with that said, I, I think my default option would be an option that uh, Frank Vogel went to in the postseason and, and has already gone to this season, uh, which would be for me AD, Markeith Morris, LeBron, KCP, and Dennis Schroeder. I think those five to me, you know, th- that is kind of like the default closing option for me. And then you can kind of tinker that lineup uh, d- depending on context, depending on the matchup. Um, I, like, you know, you can kind of tailor that. I, I think, and I think what's what's really good about this team is that there's another, you know, aside from LeBron and AD, who again are going to be the locks, the other three spots, I think that there are, it's kind of between like two guys for each of the three spots and they each bring different things. So you look at point guard, you go with Dennis, who obviously, you know, can run, pick and roll, can, can come off the ball, can, can spot up, um, can, can pressure the ball defensively. Or you can go with Alex Crusoe, who to me is the better defender, better energy guy, um, you know, doesn't need the ball as much, uh, can get out. I mean, Dennis can get out in transition as well, but Alex is a guy who's going to be running the lanes. And um, I think like, you know, he, he, he just makes stuff happen, right? Like he, he's just a plus player. Um, and I, I think, you know, if you need a bit of a bigger guard, you're, you're going to go with Alex. If you need a little bit better defense or you're lacking some energy, you're going to go with Alex. But in most cases, you'll probably go with Dennis because overall he's the better player. Um, I think you look at, you know, that that kind of two, three spot, it, it's KCP versus Wes Matthews. And, um, you know, I think KCP has been the better player, the more consistent player, um, you know, st- to start this season, but also dating back to, to last season, last postseason. Uh, but Wes is coming on. And, I you know, I, to me, he's, he's probably the better shooter. Uh, he might be the better defender in certain matchups. You know, he's certainly stronger um, and, and I think can can kind of handle – like if I was if I was putting one of them on Kawhi, I'd rather have West than KCP on Kawhi. I'd rather have KCP and Paul George. Um, now the Lakers might just use AD or LeBron on Kawhi, and, and um, you know it does it makes one of those guys not as uh, you know necessary. And, and you know you'll probably put one of them on PG. Um, but I think you know it, it really just depends on the matchup. Um, you know, like a I think of if you're playing like Miami, you, you probably want West Matthews on Jimmy Butler and you want KCP on like a Duncan Robinson or like Tyler Hero. Uh, so it, it really is matchup, you know, based, it's context based, uh, but but you have a, a couple different looks there. And then that fifth spot, I, I think to me, it, it's probably Markeith or Kyle Kuzma. And, you know, is it a Kuz game? Is it not a Kuz game? You know, how's he playing? Uh, that that is, is gonna matter. You know, do you need a little bit more size and rebounding? Then you go with Markeef. You know, do, do you need? Are you playing a smaller team, and you want to to fully unlock eighty at the five, LeBron at the four? Uh, th- then you go with Kyle. Uh, and you know, I think the the Lakers can mix and match depending on again the matchup, the context of the game, who's playing well, who's not playing well. Um, you know, Frank Vogel clearly likes to uh, you know play guys who are warm. He, he's mentioned that multiple times where. Uh, if a guy is sat out for a while, he's not going to uh, necessarily go back to him. He's going to go to someone who's played 
within the last few minutes or so, um, you know, I I think the inter- the two interesting ones are going to be uh, well, really three. You know, like can THT break through and, and enter that closing mix? You know, like what does he have to do? Um, my my guess is he, he'd probably be more in, in competition with Alex or Dennis than like Wes or KCP because those guys are just better than him defensively and they have more of an off-ball role than him, right? Like th- those guys are very low usage. They're, they're mainly going to get out in transition, cut, spot up, take threes, move the ball. Uh, you know, they don't necessarily need to handle the ball. Whereas THT, even though the Lakers have used him a lot off the ball, they're still, you know, he's still going to handle the ball during his stints. He's going to run some pick and roll. He's going to try to go downhill. Um, you know, he, he's not the level of shooter or defender as KCP or Wes. So I, I don't think that's necessarily like the best comparison. I, I think it's more, can he get to a, a competent level where he's in competition with, with Alex Caruso? And, and that remains to be seen. And then there's there's Trez and Mark, um, who I think, again, like, you know, Trez closed against the Bulls. And I think against those types of teams, Trez is fine against because, you know, he, he's not really going to get exploited defensively. And then he can post them up. He, he can face them up. Um, he can exploit them in the pick and roll. But, you know, it's the, it's the Denver's, it's the Clippers. It's the the Nets, the Celtics, the Bucks, like those high level teams that I think are going to try to attack Trez in the pick and roll um, that that have defenders to uh, you know bother him w- w- with their length or or just the defensive personnel to kind of negate what he can do. Um, you know that's where you, you probably don't go with him and, and you go with Keith or you go with Kyle. Uh, you know I I look at Trez as like in the first round um, probably fine to close with him. Maybe in the second round, depending on the matchup. But once you get to that conference finals, finals level, I would be very surprised if the Lakers are consistently closing with Trez in that closing five. Uh, And then Mark, you know, it really is matchup based where like the Clippers or teams that are going to play more five out. I I just I don't think it's a good matchup for him. But I look at a team like Denver and I'm like, you know, if he can check Nikola Jokic and Denver's going with. Uh, you know, Jokic and Millsap, Jokic, uh, Jokic and, and Jermichael Green, like maybe it makes sense to go uh, with, with, you know, Mark and, and AD uh, to, to close the game, right? Or, or maybe a, a part of it where you want to, you know, maybe AD's in foul trouble already. So you're going to go with Mark and AD. Um, although, you know, you could obviously make the case you should just go with AD and Markeef. Uh So I think with... The Lakers, it's it's just going to be a lot of mixing and matching. I, I think, with the exception of THT, um, you know, ten of the eleven rotation players uh, have shown that they, you know, can be in that closing mix. I, I really don't think you know any of those ten guys have played them, you know, played their way out of that. Right? Like, I mean, Mark clearly is going to be you know struggle in, in certain matchups, matchups with with quick athletic teams matchups with teams with shooting bigs like those aren't going to be great for mark so i think you can kind of cross that out but aside from that um and then trez with, with i guess you know really good scoring bigs um you know like the Jokic's, uh like a joel Embiid, like those matchups okay cross trez out but aside from those two i think the other you know eight guys 
it's just mix and match. And of course, brought an AD here and there, but you know, really the other six guys for those last three spots. Uh, so that that's, to me is the beauty uh, of this team's closing options. Um, they can go in a bunch of different directions and you know, it, it really just depends on the matchup and the context. Um, so thank you guys for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I will be back with Bill Orem after Sunday's game against the Rockets. Uh, looking forward to talking to you then. As always, if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at Yovan Buha at J-O-V-A-N-B-U-H-A. I will talk to you guys later.